Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV Times, What's on TV and TV and Satellite Week magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 28th of July 2023, including the great Elle Fanning in all fours, true crime drama The Girl from Plainville, and the story of a toy phenomenon in The Beanie Bubble on Apple TV+, starring Zach Galifianakis. We'll also be checking out 1990s set comedy The Power of Parker on BBC iPlayer and Paramount Plus military thriller Special Ops Lioness. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Javier Bardem. Well, he's going to appear in Apple TV Plus's as yet untitled motor racing drama in which Brad Pitt will play a one-time Formula One driver who makes a comeback. Any more F1-related news, Hannah? A six-part Netflix biopic to air next year will follow the life and career of Brazilian Formula One champion Ayrton Senna. We'll be liking these, won't we? I can tell. We will. A good variety of stuff once again this week, I would say, and I like pretty much all of it. We're going to start off on Channel 4 and All 4. This was available from Wednesday, the 26th of July. It's a new drama called The Girl from Plainville. And here's a clip. Conrad's dead. Who's Conrad? Michelle Cotter, 17-year-old girl. Text her friends for three days telling them her boyfriend's missing. But this girl knew he wasn't missing. She was in contact with him the whole time. Right up until he killed himself. Now, we're big fans of the great, aren't we, Hannah? The rollicking historical drama starring Elle Fanning as Catherine the Great alongside Nicholas Holt. Well, she stars in this. It's a true crime drama. I wasn't aware of the case on which it was based. It centers on the suicide of an American teenager. So that's not really a spoiler. It happens right at the start. He was called Conrad Roy. He took his own life in 2014. And at the start of the drama, well, it starts with a series of text messages between Conrad, who's played by Colton Ryan, and his 17-year-old girlfriend, Michelle, played by Fanning. Then he is found dead and Michelle is distraught at the news and she's telling her friends and family. The strange thing is, neither sets of parents and none of the friends knew anything about this apparently very intense relationship. So this is very good. And and I would say um, Fanning is terrific in it. It's also got the brilliant Chloe Savini playing um, Conrad's mother, Lynn. I don't want to give too much away. And I'd say if you don't know about the the case on which it's based, don't Google it because it would it'd be much more interesting to see how it plays out. So the drama is going to be trying to find out, well, why, why did he take his own life? Why is this relationship that was clearly so important, certainly to Michelle, why is it a big secret? And was she involved in any way in, in what happened? Could she have stopped it? And so on and so forth. So... It's already been um, 
a documentary series, I think, and also a sort of TV movie. I think this, well, episode one certainly grabbed my attention from the start. And Fanning is terrific as she starts to kind of inveigle her way into Conrad's family and his friendship group and set up some kind of legacy events to sort of commemorate him. And you sort of think, what what is going on here? This is very, very strange. And, she, and she's so, so distraught. Um, so she plays it really well. I'm intrigued. Well, I, I have Googled it, of course, so I could do sort of know the outcome. But I, I, I was really enjoyed episode one. I think it's a fascinating story, and I think they are doing it justice. And and she actually refers to them in, I think, in one of her texts as star-crossed lovers, which is referencing, of course, Romeo and Juliet, who had a suicide pact. So, Hannah, what did you think of this one? I really like things like this because it's based on something real, isn't it? And and of course, it's the spin of the director and everybody involved. And like you say, there's been, I think, two versions of this already. But it's within our lifetime. So, you know, we can probably remember the media coverage. And it kind of just scratches beneath the surface. And as you say, everyone um, in this plays the parts incredibly well. So, I, as I say, I find it really interesting because you kind of you have to kind of remember that it, because it's based on fact, it's based on, you know, what happened. But again, it does have those sort of, um, I suppose, from the viewpoint of whoever's putting it together to a degree. And you have to kind of have that separation at some point in your mind. But I, I think it's, I, well, I really enjoyed the first episode. I, I was really quite hooked. And it did concern me, given that this has been done before, because sometimes when things keep being rehashed, it's, it's a bit exhausting, isn't it? But it, no, I think it, I think it really works and is really good. And I'm, I'm interested to see more. Now, our second offering, also based on a true story, is a new comedy drama which arrives on Friday the 28th. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's called The Beanie Bubble, and here is a clip. Do you know what the greatest thing about America is? You can make things happen here like nowhere else. You have the power to create your own future. You can be anything. You can do anything. You want to sell high-end stuffed Himalayan cats? Understuffed, actually, for greater posability. Now, I'm really glad you asked me to have a look at this one because um, we talk about it in the, you know, this is the mid-90s, I think, that the Beanie Babies were at their hottest, you know, the hottest property to have. But they're still a thing in my house anyway. Um, and so I'm quite interested to see um, how it all started. So um, if this is a comedy drama. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what a Beanie Baby is, they're sort of quite small soft toys and they're very cuddly and they're very sweet and they, um, children, absolutely adore them. They're incredibly popular children. Uh, often uh, they were released a very small amount, obviously. Um, I think we have some of the um, original and the greats, um, but you never were able to take the tags off them. And which child wants a toy to take to bed with the tags on? Not mine. So that probably makes them not very worth much now. But anyway, um, they became sort of valuable in terms of investments, as I say, if you kept the tags on and what have you. And so this tells the story. It's based on the book, The Great Beanie Bubble. But it's it's being done by Apple TV incredibly well, in my opinion, from a, well, particularly from a female perspective, you always sort of um, not believe, but when I started to look at this, that this was set up by by a bloke, uh, the toys 
creator, Ty Warner. Um, but actually, this story is told from the viewpoint of the three very unsung um, female collaborators. And that's what's really nice, and just to see kind of actually they were sort of behind behind every great man is a great woman. Isn't that what the saying says? Um, and they're all fictional characters, but they're inspired by real people and it's kind of like they were the ones that were the sort of brains behind it and he was the person that fronted it and of course it all worked very well um it it, it was it was absolutely huge at its time probably still making money it's it is really interesting um to kind of see how the dynamics worked and like everything i suppose it works really well until you fall out and nine times out of ten in business that that can happen, can't it? It's one for the women, it's one for the girls, it's one for the feminists, because the women were there and they were doing so much. But also just to see the kind of story of the, I, I guess when businesses do become so big, the, the lengths that people will go to to keep making money. And when you have got that money and that power, quite how low you'll stoop. And I don't think you'll learn anything from it in terms of that's probably what we all expect. But it's just there in all its greed and all its toxicity uh, at certain elements. And I, I was really, I was really very hooked by it. What do you think, Ian? I did enjoy it. So yes, it's feature length, isn't it? A thing that happens a lot in TV and films now, Hannah, is the old, the date comes up and then it flicks forward or back on screen to move backwards and forwards in time, which sometimes I was thinking, oh, can't they just tell the story from kind of beginning to end without constantly jumping backwards and forwards but in the case of this they do need to do it and it does work really well because at first I thought well at first I thought it's interesting to see Zach Galifianakis's face because I only know him from the Hangover franchise where he's got a great big bushy beard so he is very good as Ty and Succession's Sarah Snook plays Sheila uh, who is the mother of two girls he, he gets romantically involved with. And at first you think, oh, this is just going to be a lovely heartwarming tale of, of a big-hearted guy who had a dream. I and mean, when he starts out in business, he's trying to market these massive soft toy cats, which are in these horrible colours, which are not very attractive at all. But anyway, then the you'll find out how the Beanie Babies thing comes about. I had no idea it was such a massive business. I mean, he, he made an absolute fortune. But yes, as we flash backwards and forwards, well, we learn more about Ty and not all of it is great, I would say. Toy collectibles. I mean, there's the, that Pez documentary on Netflix as well, which is about the the guy who went to Europe to get lots of um, rare Pez dispensers. And you do get an insight into the sort of the sell-on market because people just went crazy. As you say, they did limited lines of each Beanie Baby and they became very valuable on the sort of second-hand market. So it's a great story. Um, yeah, we've got, we got a couple of things set in the 90s, haven't we, in, in, in this week's pod. But um, yeah, they're all really good in it and it's a fascinating story. And I, and I think... Perhaps a lot of Brits, certainly, unless your kids were growing up during that time, are probably unaware of what a gigantic success the Beanie Babies were. But as the title suggests, the Beanie Bubble, well, it's not going to last forever. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this and it wasn't at all what I thought it would be. Over on Paramount Plus, we have a new thriller series. Now, this arrived on Sunday the 23rd of July, so we're a little bit late with it. 
Two episodes were released on Sunday. After that, it's one episode weekly. It's called Special Ops Lioness. And here's a clip. Are you close? Closer than we've ever been. Contract agent or lioness? Lioness, sir. We locate the wives and daughters of these high-value targets. You made it! Told you I was coming. And we place an operative close to them. And we kill the target. If we play this right, it is over before it's begun. Spoiler alert, it's nothing to do with the lionesses who are currently in action down under in the Women's Football World Cup. So this is created by Taylor Sheridan, who was the creator of the very popular Yellowstone series. It's got a pretty good cast, including Oscar winner Nicole Kidman. It's about American anti-terrorist operations in Syria. And it's, it's based on a true story. I mean, there is there is a... An oper- a lioness operation uh, that does exactly this kind of work. So it starts in very exciting style. We're in Syria. There's an undercover female operative who her cover's been blown and she's being tracked down uh, in Syria. And so her handler, I guess, a CIA agent called Joe, played by Zoe Saldana, she has to try and rescue her And anyway, it plays out in a very exciting fashion. We then cut to a kind of classic, one of those classic join in the US Marines story. There's this woman called Cruz, played by Leila de Oliveira. She's a burger flipper. She's got a very abusive boyfriend. And I won't say what happens, but one way or another, she ends up becoming a recruit in the US Marines and subsequently is handpicked to be a part of this lioness operation. So she is going to be asked to befriend the other half of a terrorist that they want to find out about, find about their movements so they can target them, take them out. So I thought episode one was thrilling. It's got lots of lots of the sort of great action sequences. It's got that sort of backstory, joining the military boot camp thing going on. It's got three really strong female leads, which I think is great. And also it's interesting that it's, I, I wasn't aware of these kind of operations at all, and it is based on a true story. I'd say some of the kind of gung-ho American military stuff, greats a tad, but overall... If you like military-themed action thrillers, I think this is right up there. Um, and I, I really enjoyed episode one. What did you think, Hannah? Well, it, I think it's great. I mean, absolutely action-packed, isn't it? And I also didn't realise that this was this was going on, this was real. Um, and so it feels sort of, um, like, well, quite empowering for a start. Um, but also, I know what you mean about the kind of American sort of that bit over-the-top bit gung-ho. But actually, I think it probably just added to, for me, I, the drama of it, I was kind of just swept along. And I think the amazing um, cast in this massively helps, doesn't it? I mean, some really, really big names. But I think that it's, um, again, I think I said earlier, when something's based on something real and that this is actually going on, it, for me, that makes it all the more appealing because you realise kind of the levels that our 
countries, people for working for our countries are going to in you know to stop terror attacks um, and these anti-terrorist teams it's terrifying for them and we're watching it as a drama and I'm sure that it's completely hammed up for this in places but in other places it kind of makes you think actually is this really going on this is terrifying and what are they thwarting all the time so I I have to say I thought it was it was really good um I think Paramount Plus has done a really good job some much needed light relief after all that we're going over to BBC iPlayer for a new comedy series that arrives as a box set on Friday. It's called The Power of Parker. And here's a clip. <laughs> Let's run away together, get married. What about Diane? Mm-hmm. Hit 40 and you're invisible. Like a proper bank. No one would bat an eyelid. Business, happy family. People look up to you, you know. They've got a lot of respect for you. You've been stupid. You need to pay your debt. Six grand. You are a strong, sexy woman. Well, say it with me. I'm a strong, sexy woman. <laughs> this is like stepping back in time i mean well it literally is stepping back in time because it's set in 1990 but after everything we've talked about in this podcast this is just something very very different as you say it, it is it's funny but also it's also sad in places because of course it involves people's lives and people's lives aren't always funny um so Back in the 90s, early 90s, and Stockport businessman Martin Parker has it all. Um, he, open to the sort of adverts that he's doing, it feels it feels very 90s, um, standing there um, promoting his chain of electrical shops. He's got a lovely wife, she's very beautiful, lovely beautiful home, but also a mistress. But things um, which he's had for, for decades, and, and I think really does probably love her, um, but is not going to leave his wife, you know, same old story. This has been scripted by Peter Kay's um, car share co-writers, Paul Coleman and Sean Gibson. And once I knew that, I could sort of tell because it's got their, it's got that feeling about it. It's got that energy. Um, and his sort of world that's so brilliant and doing so well really comes to end because um he hits hard times and he can't afford the flat that his mistress is living in so he has to give her notice you can only imagine how that goes down and then the um her saying she's going to go and confront his wife and his whole world is crashing down he's borrowing money from people that you know he needs to pay back and can't afford to pay back but the, equally throughout it um there's this level of humor that sort of you shouldn't really like him, but you but you do. And everything's unravelling. And I think there's loads of bits that are relatable to a lot of people. Um, and also the emotion, because I think you always just think, God, you know, he's got a mistress that's so awful, which, of course, it's, it's not ideal. Um, but he he's a man who thought he could have everything and suddenly realises he really can't have everything. And as it all comes crashing down, well, maybe it's just me, but you, you ended up feeling a, a little bit, a little bit sorry for him. Um, I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very good. It was, it was a real step change to what we've been talking about um, earlier in the podcast, but equally as fun. What did you think, Ian? I enjoyed it, I must say. And I, I was, like everyone else, I absolutely loved Car Share. Conleth Hill plays Martin Parker. Uh, of course, he was in Magpie Murders uh, as the author who came to a sticky end. And... Um, He's very good in this, I think. <laughs> but Sean Gibson is particularly good as uh, 
Parker's mistress. And in episode one, they obviously have quite a sort of quite a good sex life. You get that impression, don't you? And in episode one, <laughs> she's dressing up as a kind of Oktoberfest style German barmaid <laughs> to, to get him excited. Um, and yeah, as you say, she, she. Meanwhile, Parker's wife, played by. Rosie Cavaliere, who's also terrific. She's up to high dough because she's organising a sort of wine and cheese party for all the French exchange <laughs> students at school. Um, and yes, the girlfriend, it, 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 because she's so upset that she's be, not only she's being dumped, but she's also being booted out of her flat. She decides to turn up on the doorstep, uh, of course. So as well as being set in 1990, it's definitely got quite a retro comedy feel, hasn't it, Hannah? Because it's got that kind of domestic mm. comedy drama, everything going wrong for, for the central character. But I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, I really enjoyed it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see... Uh, well, there's a big twist in episode one, which I will not reveal, which makes it even more intriguing. But yeah, it's got a great cast. It's it's nice, nice and retro. And of course, in an interview that, that Sean Gibson did with us, she talks about the fact that, of course, because it's a pre-digital age, it was much easier to get away with, say, having an affair because you're not leaving a trail of texts and so on that that, that that someone else might stumble upon. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a fun domestic comedy that's that's really nicely done. Now we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binging on this week. Well, I think you'll find some very highbrow entertainment for me with uh, Real oh, Housewives yeah. of Atlanta on ITVB. <laughs> and also which I do love, a bit of Grand Designs, which was on Morphle. Like a bit of Grand Designs. Well, mm -hmm. what with all the Just Stop Oil protests going on, I thought I'd have a look at a feature film on Netflix called How to Blow Up a Pipeline, uh, which, as the title suggests, is about some activists who target an oil pipeline. That's worth a look. Now, we've just got time to look forward to next week's offering so what are we going to be talking about hannah we're going to be talking about kate atkinson um who plays a true life con artist who vanished into thin air in the itvx drama vanishing act and sigourney weaver stars in prime videos moving tale of family trauma the lost flowers of alice hart so we look forward to those and much much more but in the meantime <laughs> 